0: I was on like an endorphin high for four to five days after because that was like my first right big event yeah, right yeah. How, it, does that subside like coach me like is it, am I still gonna get that on oh, like the tenth every 10th time go? yeah. you're
1: gonna you get it every time man. It's, it's nothing like pulling shit off like it's nothing like pulling an event off.
0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Going Deep with Aaron Watson. This conversation with Chancellor Humphrey is brought to you by Piper Creative. It is part two of our series on Instagram account building. This is something that is a really, really big deal in 2018. You need to be on Instagram if you are trying to run a business that interacts with other human beings, which is many of you out there, and we want to help you do that. So on April 12th, we are hosting a one-day seminar on Instagram account building. We're featuring previous guest, Aaron Bachman, and today's guest, Chancellor Humphrey, for a tutorial on how they've built their accounts, their photography skills, and many, many more interesting insights. Get your tickets over at pipercreative.co slash events, and get your notepads out for today's episode. Chance has built a really interesting brand off of his photography skills, running Creative Drink, running numerous events, clothing deals, all sorts of other things in the works that we unfortunately could not announce on today's episode. But the the possibilities are endless. And his challenge at the end, his challenge at the end is really, really powerful and important for so many of you out there. So please enjoy my conversation with Chancellor Humphrey. You're listening to Going
1: Deep with Aaron Watson.
0: Chance, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm honored. This is awesome that we can do it in the comfort of my own crib. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's amazing that, you know, all this technology is so mobile. We have the cameras. We have the recording equipment. Um, and I'm really curious in terms of the equipment that you use. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the biggest things that intimidate people as they enter into a creative field is the equipment. So tell me about the first camera that you ever had.
1: Oh man, yeah, I had a, um, the first camera I had was a Rebel T1i, um, very basic DSLR Canon. I had it for about a a year and a half, and then it got stolen. My camera got stolen. And then I got a T2i, I just got another, I I got the next one up. And then I've used that pretty much Ever since I started keep Pittsburgh dope, believe it or not, very, very basic uh, body. But my go-to lens is always a fifty millimeter lens. Okay. Um, because I took a class like when I first got into photography, like a little, um, it was called like Sweetwater. It's in Swickley. It's like a little art school. I took like maybe like it was like a four-week class. But the one thing I like, the one thing I remember him saying from that class was. Just like find what works for you, like don't worry about learning all the settings, just like find what you, you know you can do and just master that and like thats that's the kind of approach I took with my my body and my finding the lens that I love and I just used that until the wheels fell off and then I recently just got a big boy yeah. camera, so yeah,
0: so right before you bought that t1 mm-hmm. what like take me into the thought process or the experience that said I'm gonna go. By the camera, like was there a outcome that you were chasing or a, a taste that you were trying to follow?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh I'll take you back. Um, you know, before I started everything with Keep This Work Dope, I I started a blog back when I was in Beaver County. I started a blog with um some friends of mine who just got out of school so like some were like you know, they knew how to write, some knew how to shoot. And I just got, I had a team of writers and photographers. So what we would do with this blog is we would come to the city and like feature different artists, like feature like restaurants. And this is like 2012, 2013. So, um, so with that, I would set up these shoots and my photographers would bail on me sometimes. Like they wouldn't show up and I would just be like left out to dry and I would be pissed. So, you know, I was like, if it I'll just get my own camera. If it happens again, I can just finesse it myself and just wing it and it happened and luckily i had this camera and i did the shoot i can't even remember what the i can't even remember what we were shooting but i just like fell in love with it i just fell in love with photography and just ever since you know, that's how i got my first camera just by a backup plan you know yeah so so one of the other
0: big lessons that has just been hammered home for me is there's no real substitution for practice and reps mm-hmm, so imagining right. you know the beauty of a digital camera is you can take picture after picture after mm-hmm. picture figure out what works what doesn't yep. and iterate on your process and with on the audio side you know my first episodes are still up and they're rough like yeah. like not only was I not a great interviewer I just was not setting up the mics right or anything you. um it's and the, the nice thing with Instagram is you can go archive or like delete those posts uh, and I haven't done that so in terms of how you you know you, you mentioned the class that you took but in terms of iterating on your style as a mm-hmm. photographer yeah. um, whether getting influences from outside people or just perfecting your craft how have you gone about doing
1: that yeah well it was for me it, it was um i really was attracted to um scott schumann he the, the the satorialist he is like um big time street style photographer in new york he's like the first street style photographer of like the digital age and like I just kind of like literally just like stole like an artist. Like I yeah. just got caught. I was like, man, like this dude does everything that I want to do. I just copied his style, sort of, you know, and just brought it and just put the Pittsburgh flavor on, just Pittsburgh people in front of my camera. But the sotoralist Scott Schumann is definitely someone that I, I looked at, looked at his work, but also just like you said, just like repetition, just like being out in the streets and like, you know, just shooting. That, that was honestly my, my school, just shooting and YouTube.
0: Do you think that's the way that you have, like, so I did some thing where I was more or less doing an impression of my favorite podcasters, mm-hmm. and then I kind of got my own style to it. Do you think that's kind of the I think the so, because
1: I, I read this book, like, at the um, back in 2011, 2012. Um, it was called Steal Like an Artist. Like, that was the name of the book. I was, uh, and I, you know, I read it, and that was basically what it was talking about. Not, like, literally, like, just <laughs> stealing someone's, you know, but he was just, like, being inspired by, you know, and, like putting your own spin on it and just yeah. you know and someone else is going to do the same thing to you and you know it's just like a you know artists is like a revolving door of someone just like making something better you know so um that's the kind of approach you know I took so,
0: so let's fast forward in time a little bit to uh more recently when you made the decision to leave your full-time gig at the loan office and yeah. jump into <laughs> this career and, and yeah. make that jump uh you know mindset uh just the psychology fear what was that moment
1: like yeah man uh i thought it was definitely gonna be easier uh the transition um you know just kind of fed up with just that nine to five grind and just like at the time i was getting like a little bit more opportunities but i was stuck at work and it was just like i gotta get out of here you know and uh i i I say it was a little bit arrogance involved too a little bit uh, like misguided arrogance like yo i can do this like this is gonna but it was a struggle like it, it was you know you know leaving that that steady paycheck every two weeks i'm gonna be good you know to just like all right i literally have to reach out to people i'm a lot of knows, gotta get gigs so everything was on me which i like but um it was definitely rough but i'm I'm so happy with, with you know with the decision with the outcome but uh it was definitely a a rough time uh, as far as financially but um But, yeah, if if there was any advice, I would say, like, of course, you know, follow your dreams, but I would make sure, you know, just make sure you're ready to do it. Because I I wasn't, I don't think I was ready to do it at that time, but I'm glad I did. But I would just say, you know, don't leave that day job too soon. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you have some things in place before you can make a smart decision to just kind of just cut that steady income off, you know?
0: Well, that's also kind of a trope, the starving artist and you know, having the creative skills, but maybe kind of the business acumen tied to that. Right. And you mentioned in that most recent answer, the, you know, reaching out to go find the work Mm -hmm. versus inbound coming to you. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about how that's changed? Because, you know, we see with um, accounts now that are over 20,000 followers on Instagram, they start to get hit up by brands who are saying, you know, hey, can we partner? Hey, can I send you free stuff? Hey, can I, you know, do a deal with you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still I still have to uh, reach out because I'm like it's a uh, you know I'm in such a like I'm in Pittsburgh, so it's like all my all my content is based in Pittsburgh, and like you know here and there I'll get bigger brands who reach out and you know kind of just like yo they they're gonna you know give you some money to 30, put these posts up you know but it still has to make sense to my page, so it's yeah. not just like I mean I'm I, I don't want my followers to be like yo this is a paid fucking post yeah. like you know fuck chance you know but <laughs> I kind of it has to be it has to make sense it has to be organic but um. But I still have to reach out, but because it, it's a it's a weird thing. I feel like I love in Pittsburgh because, um, like I said, the bigger brands come only so far in between. Like you know, I'm only going to get an offer from Lyft or whoever a couple times a year. You know, but here in in Pittsburgh, I'll have you know local brands reach out. But it it's only they might want to do a trade off, which is cool. But like I'm kind of like I'm kind of past that a little bit, and it's, yes. cause it's just like. I have to, you know, it's. I have to make money and it has to make sense on my page. I just can't, you just can't give me free things and I post it. It's just right. like, it doesn't, it doesn't work. So it's just like kind of, you know, figuring that stuff out and just, you know, everyone's learning. This social media thing is like new and everyone's learning. So it's, um, it's tough, but I still have to reach out to local brands and things like that just to get work and stuff like that. So it's still a hustle for sure.
0: What well, also is weird because. You know what got you here isn't necessarily what's going to get you there. Mm. So, so that was a part of the initial build-up process. Was you know maybe maybe bartering, maybe making those type of deals. For sure. And I have friends who now you know exclusively do public speaking for money. Like they're not they're not going to do a free gig. Yeah. But that was partially what got them in the position to be able to get into that place. Right. And that's another thing where like when do I make that turn? It's uncomfortable. There's never just a moment where you're like, okay,
1: I made it. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm no, complained. yeah, ever. Like I don't think, and I don't think everyone. I don't think even listening to like people who we see is like made yeah. it. I, they're never like I made it. You yeah. know, they're always like it's always something else. You know, they're always trying to chase something.
0: Who are some of those people that you look up to?
1: Um, I would say definitely, again like the Satorialists, Jay Z, and like I, I, I hear like I'm, I'm naming rappers, but Big Sean. I hear Big Sean. I don't know, I relate to him a lot, because it it, he, he's just always going, and it never feels like, in my mind, it never feels like I'm there. You know what I'm saying? It never feels like where I'm, I'm where I want to be, so I'm always like, you know, to the outside it might seem, cool, but it's just like I'm always, like I never feel like I'm where I want to be. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well,
0: well, one of the other cool things with, building a brand and we're starting to experience this and I, I see it externally with what you're doing is you're no longer limited to one clearly defined, title or role so you're not just a photographer there's a beer that's named after your work there's potentially apparel there's potentially events there's there's all these different directions in which you can go and I'm curious if there's maybe particular avenues that you're going down now that particularly excite you that you hadn't necessarily been able to access even a year ago
1: yeah definitely um definitely damn I wish I I can't talk about everything cuz like it's not, but yes it's this definitely um opened up some doors that you know that I wouldn't be able to open you know so uh some things are definitely in the works that have come from just from this social media page which is insane you know yeah. um but yeah so uh, yeah I wish I like yeah <laughs> but some things have definitely opened up just from just the the gang following and you know everything else yeah, yeah.
0: So another thing on our end, we just did a really big event in January called the Going Deep Summit. Okay. And you've been doing events for a while with Creatives Drink, uh, started with just what you guys thought would be like a one-off type of event, yeah. and it started to pick up momentum until, mm-hmm. you know, I was at your New Year's event, I think
1: you had over 700 people there or something. It was, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, all oh, 758, Yeah, it was, uh, it was nuts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was just us, like, you know, I, I'm sure we're gonna but like, that was just us branching, you know, just trying to. You know, spread the brand of Creative's drink. You know, me and Cody do, but like, yeah, that was just insane just to see the city come out and actually, you know, pay for tickets. You know, for a New Year's yeah. party. You know, because all our stuff is free. Yep. So like, that was something new for us, and we were just kind of like, oh, you know, we can. But people just want to party and have a good time, and I think we've kind of built up that reputation. It's, it's you're going to have a good time yeah. when we're involved somehow. You know.
0: And you're doing it basically quarterly. So how does how does that play into Because a lot of, you know, you, there's the other standard trope of this, you know, hip new club or something, right. and then it kind of is hot, and then it's not so hot, and like, you never really get it back. Yeah. And it's every once in a while, the creative Drink event is happening. It's, now it's an event I'm excited about. I'm looking forward to right. it. How yeah. does that play into um, the kind of groundswell that you guys have put together?
1: Yeah, that, that plays a big part. Um, yeah, just like those that, you know, yeah, quarterly, those, those three months of going away, and then just like bring something new and bigger like every time and, and and like the biggest part of that is just like the the marketing uh behind it just like the the time we take just to all right we got to get in the space we got to get photos they got to see us they got to see what we're bringing you know it's that that takes scheduling it takes a lot of time linking up with the photographer and if that's one thing like i, I hate to sound like an old man or something right now but like if that's one thing that i wish a lot more people would do because i feel like they would have a lot more success. If they just took the time and the, the the marketing and like just the promo beforehand, and yeah. I feel like that, that that's like half the battle, uh, yeah. honestly. But um, but yeah, like yeah, but definitely that three month hiatus definitely plays a lot into just like coming back and you you it's, it's fresh, you know. So yeah. yeah, that's that's definitely a part of it. The-
0: what are some of the things that you're doing now that you didn't do say for like this Creative Drinks
1: Three? Um, man. I would say just uh, working with, diff- with, with bigger brands, just like, you know, you know, having the confidence and now we can present numbers and like, you know, this is what we did, you know, yeah. this, you know, so just having that confidence to work with different, uh, to, to work with different, bigger brands. And, you know, we had a great meeting this morning, like, you know, we had the latest this, this podcast. So yeah. like, you know, just things like that. And just, you know, just trying to get bigger and bigger every time. Yeah. yeah.
0: That was something for me as well. When I started the show, I it was interviewing like just my friends, people who would let me, you know, kind of figure it out. And once I had an actual track record of putting together episodes, yep. you talked about it's just more confidence in your own mind game to even go ask that person yeah. to be on the show more than anything else.
1: It's a trip, man. Like, yeah, once you like, and that's the thing. It's just like you know, I see a lot of things pop up and go away. Like, if you stick with it, like, you'll be in that position where it's like. People just wanna see consistency. Like if they see this is if you're serious, they'll recognize that and they're yeah. like, Oh, okay, he's still doing a podcast, he's still shooting photography. Like they'll 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 get invested, man. And like if you just keep at it and it's and it's good, like don't get me wrong, it has to be good, you know, interesting things, but just keeping at it and then like you said, just once you get that that track record, just go on to the bigger people like you did Paduda, like you know what I'm saying? it's just yeah it makes it makes a difference for sure.
0: So talk to me about some of the conversations that you're having, maybe now, but also when you first really started to define yourself as a photographer for the first time. Because for me, there was a while where you know I'd say I was a podcaster, but <laughs> okay, and yeah. like you've done two episodes, <laughs> Chillax. Right, right. In terms of your mental game like did that affect you or were you are you the type that can kind of brush that off more when you're trying to
1: redefine what it is that you're doing to the people close to you um i mean i, I to be honest that f- f- first and foremost i always want to be like known as a photographer like I, like that's my that's 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 what i am and i love that like yo i'm a photographer of course like you know it seemed like you know social media influencer da da and that's cool like you know but like to me like i am uh a photographer and and like I've never I never really dealt with like you know people like yeah photography okay because I, I don't know I felt like I may deal with that if I got started now then like because I got started in 2012 and 13 when you know Instagram was kind of coming yeah. so like photography wasn't as big as it is now like everywhere you turn everyone's a photographer you know yeah. so it's just like I, I feel like I would have dealt with that now if I started but I never really dealt with you know people not really believing in or anything like that. Yeah.
0: Do people hit you up for advice given like the size of your account, and your success for, yeah. you know, I'm getting started. What should I be aware of? What are the mistakes everyone's making? Um, To be
1: honest, no. No. I, I get a, uh, yo, it's, it's, I get a lot of, yo, can you post this? Yo, uh, huh. yeah. And, it, and it, it's just like, I, I, it, for me, it's kind of offensive because I never did that, you know, like coming up, like I never, it was just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play myself like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was, but people, I just feel like, a lot of entitlement and it's just i never get really like yo like what kind of lens what what settings i never get that it's more so like hey i'm could you post this for me and it's like i don't even know you like you know it's just like and i don't know it's just like people just have a lot of entitlement sometimes and i but i never really get a lot of advice it's just a lot of like hey post this i'm having like could you repost this you know so which is fine but it's just like I don't really get a lot of, like, for advice. Maybe, like, on the street at parties or something like that, but, like, in my DMs or, like, I miss a lot. Like, I just – it's a lot, but um, but never really a lot of advice questions. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So yeah.
0: maybe this episode, that'll change. But, like, to yeah. me, that is p- another part of the recipe where if you're trying to get started – as much as you can shortcut some of the mistakes that someone who's been at it longer can right. help you with and that's you know part of the reason behind the show but i would imagine that if i was trying to become a photographer i would be looking to all of the big accounts locally right and just be like hey can i tag along a shoot that you're doing like right. could, like could i just like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll help you if you need it but like can i just kind of observe the way you
1: work yeah. one time
0: and you would probably be open minded to for that
1: for sure and that and that rarely happens i'm actually Someone's tagging along with me next week, but yeah, that rarely happens. Um, yeah. You know, people are just trying to tag along. But yeah, maybe it'll be more. But honestly, I, I don't want to encourage it because I'm kind of yeah, all over the place. Up, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you know. And then when I shoot alone, it's just like me in a zone looking for people. So, yeah. but uh, well, yeah, definitely open. But um, it, it rarely happens. Crazy enough. But, interesting yeah
0: so that's another interesting part about your style as a photographer it's not something where there's a model or we're going to go to like this location at this time for mm-hmm. this specific shot you're out there finding the shot right so take us through that state of mind mm-hmm. or what you're looking for as you're in the process of finding photos
1: yeah it's um it's it's really it's like therapeutic just like roaming you know i just love the walk and just walking but um yeah, I never know. We're like, it's not. I'm not really looking for anything. Um, it's just. It's sort of like a uh, like a reaction, and then kind of like, oh, okay, this is why. I, I, you know, this person got dope vintage pants or whatever. But it's always just like a reaction. Like, oh shit! Like, let me you know shoot this person. But um, but it's great. I love it. And like, I love Pittsburgh because I, I learned early. It's like you can't. You can't. Uh, you got to ask. Like, you can't just roll up on somebody with a camera. and just, Yeah. They'll be like, yo, you just take my picture? You know, they might, you know. Because in New York, it's a little different because, like, they're just so used to it. You know, just people just flick in and they'll just keep on walking. They might stop and pose. But uh, but here, you kind of you got to have that dialogue first and just kind of tell them, you know, what it's for. And, like, you just can't have a 6'3 black dude rolling up on you with a camera. Yeah. So, yeah. But it, it's I just love shooting in this city. But, yeah, it's very therapeutic just to be out in the streets by myself and just, looking for great content that's what that's what excites me just I have a problem I might get five shots in a day and I gotta put them out that day it's like I can't I can't hold on to it and wait you know strategically put it out I just got to get it out and just hopefully people you know fuck with it so
0: oftentimes they say the trends are they're coming from LA or they're coming from New York and then kind of washing over other areas have you seen any of that start to change in Pittsburgh or is it still often a very similar conversation when it comes to this stuff like you said everyone's trying to be a photographer now but in terms of people's comfort with seeing someone out taking oh like
1: right, um i would say i would say more of the younger like you know our demographic younger dem like i would say um they're more comfortable with it um i, I wouldn't even say that's a change i, th- I think it's kind of always been that since i've been shooting here like the younger cats have always been kind of cool you yeah. know i still ask them but they're you know they're a little bit you know they're chill but um you know, you get some older cats who say no, because they're like, yeah, I don't want to be on Instagram. Like, I'm not even on there, you know. Uh, so, but yeah, I would say the, the I, I, don't, I wouldn't say we're, we've been heavily influenced by, on that aspect, but um, I feel like the kids have always been open up, open to the camera in front of them, so. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: With the events that you're throwing with Creative Strength, one of the really interesting aspects of an event like this is that it's. Mutually beneficial for basically everyone involved. So right. people, people are going to getting to show up. You know, free booze or you know, free attendance. Mm-hmm. Interesting people. You're bringing people together. There's brand building aspects. The DJs are playing. They're getting exposure. Right. The alcohol brands are getting access to the millennial de- mm-hmm. demographic. Um, speak to how often. Like, is that something that's easy for all these parties to wrap their mind around? Do you have people kind of like turning their nose up at? Everything being free, more or less. Like, how how is that mm. conversation looked?
1: Yeah, um, it, it, it's. I mean, you definitely run into that. You know, some brands still are not kind of understanding. Like, what you know, I'm like, you know, but I'm gonna be. It's it's actually it hasn't been too hard. It really hasn't. Just approaching, you know, these brands and telling them what we're doing. And a lot of them like, like they're really hungry for this millennial demographic and just getting their product like right in front of them. And again, going back, just. Now it's kind of easier because, you know, we've kind of built up, you know, now it's even easier to kind of approach, you know, these brands. And like I said, having a confidence to approach bigger brands and things like that, but yeah, not too many roadblocks as of yet coming up on CD nine. But uh, it
0: seems like people are really th- like just hungry for events to go to as well. Right.
1: And, and that's what I, and, and, and that goes back to, that goes back to marketing. Like if it's just that people can get excited about a, 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 an event and, and that, a lot of that comes from the, the the promo leading up. If it's if it's different pictures, if it's different images, different content, like that alone will get somebody excited just to come to this event. Like, you know, um, but yeah, again, like, like you said, Pittsburgh is really hungry for different events. I just think they're just always looking for something new here in this city. I can't speak to any other else, any anywhere else, but I know here it's a hunger for like just different shit to go down. Yeah.
0: And there's also a degree of, you know, a lot of people are living their lives sitting, looking at their phone mm-hmm. or kind of feeling in some way isolated. Right. And when you know you're getting in the room with, you know, like-minded folks, people from your tribe are cut from the same cloth as yeah. you, that's really powerful as well.
1: Yeah, and, and even, like, you know, and we're not, like, we're, you know, we're not idiots. Like, you know, we know people just come just to get fucked up. Like, yeah. you know, we're like, we know that. But... <laughs> That's kind of like the option. It's like, yo, you can come to this event and you can do that. You can get fucked up, have a good time. Like we were, trust me, we're not judging you. But you can still do that and actually make a connection towards whatever you're trying to do. Like, you know, you might see that person on Instagram. This is your opportunity to have a do- have a conversation with them, you know? So, we leave it up to you. You can get fucked up and that's it, cool. But you can come get loose and have a conversation and build your brand or whatever you're trying to do to um, you know, to to get that going along farther. So,
0: The other thing that I've seen in some of the events that we've done is how powerful it is to mix groups. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have a friend who's a really high power, like works as a lawyer downtown and she'll come to an event and speak with a photographer or speak with a graphic designer. And she's floored by their creativity or their kind of vision or the work that they're doing to be creative. And they're simultaneously floored by like her ridiculous drive and work ethic and right. how articulate she is when she speaks yeah and i think there's a lot of value there as well just getting outside of your bubble to some degree and bouncing into someone near. for
1: sure yeah that, that's a great point man and yeah like you just you just never know what you're gonna what you're gonna feed off of from whoever like you you just never know what you're gonna get from someone and like that's why i feel like you know creative strength is just not just the party I think people are really making these connections like yeah. you said like I've seen the the adults conversating with with younger cats. And even at the last one, it was amazing just to see. You know, that, that last hour, it gets pretty lit. Like, yeah. people were just, just dancing yeah. at that point. <laughs> but it was so cool to see, like, you know, 25 to 34-year-olds, like, kind of in the back just watching, like, the younger kids just party. And them kind of, like, reminiscing, like, man, I don't even know if I used to do that. And, yeah. Like, it, it was just a cool dynamic just to see these different age groups um, come in. I mean, it's primarily, like, you know, 18 to 25, 20, you know, but – it's still, like, the older generation, there, so it's really cool.
0: So I did my first big event in January, and I would say that I was on, like, an endorphin high for four to five days after, because that was, like, my first right. big event, yeah, right? Yeah. How, it, does that subside? Like, coach me. Like, is it, am I still going to get that on, oh, like, the 10th? Every 10th time. Go? Yeah. You, you're
1: going to get it every time. It's, it's nothing like pulling shit off. Like, it's nothing like pulling an event off that, um you know, it's a lot of stress and you never know what could go wrong, all that kind of stuff. But then once you see like the the pictures from the event and everyone just kind of still talking about it, it's it's like heaven. It's nothing like it. Yeah, it's a high every time. Yeah.
0: Another th- piece of advice that I got was every event, like something goes wrong, something breaks. Have you had like a moment that sticks out, like wow, this is like Hell we yeah. need to write the ship.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, at the toast at the New Year's event, we you know. We were having a ball. Like we really didn't have any responsibilities during the event, so we were just like throwing them back, you know. Yeah. And at our coach check people. They bailed on us. It was it was some real mess. They they just dipped. Like they just left us out to dry. So, you know, our like our captain from the Pennsylvania. She was at coaching and she was like, Yo, you guys got to get over here. So we had to like sober up real fast and just like find jackets for like these attendees. <laughs> and it was crazy. So, like, that I would say that was like the most kind of thing that went wrong. It's not, it's, it sounds light, but at the time it was just so overwhelming because like you, you have to sober up and yeah. like be normal and yeah. just hand out coats to people looking for their jackets. And uh, but we got through it. But I would say that one, that toast. Was crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, when it's a good party too, people are more likely to be patient with with something right. like that. Like they're having a good time. Like I can wait another minute for. Yeah, my
1: nobody was <laughs> like nobody got mean or anything, yeah, which yeah. was plus. Oh, but we were just freaking out because we were so you know, uh, yeah. But it was it was it was it was crazy. Yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> um. Well, as we as we aim towards wrapping up, I I want to ask the last two questions. But before we do that, is there anything else that uh, you were hoping to maybe talk about today or share that I didn't give you a chance to?
1: Um. No, I mean just I. I'm just I just well. One thing I'll say, like I just take your brand serious. Like I, I mean, I'm I'm just I'm not trying to sound old. I I hate giving advice. I sound old sometimes, but like just don't. Yeah, take your brand serious, man. Like take take what you post serious. Like have it quality content. Because now we got so much. We got so many DSLRs, iPhone tens basically take dslr photos now and it's just like it's no more it's no more excuses for not having great content going along what you do um so i'm just saying take your brand serious and you know it's okay to say no to some things too like even wherever at wherever point you are it's okay to say no to things that don't make sense of what you're trying to do you know it might be i'm not saying don't pass don't pass up great opportunities but like you know just just know what your brand is and it's okay to say no to things that don't make sense for your brand, you know? So, but yeah, I I love, I love Keep Pittsburgh Dope. I'm really trying to take it global and like really just get more eyes on Pittsburgh. And I feel like our city's kind of at that point right now, not just, just like people's eyes are on Pittsburgh right now when it comes to tech and everything else, just like we're, we're bubbling right now. So yeah, I, I, I love Keep Pittsburgh Dope. I'm really just trying to make it big and just trying to do things that are are smart for my brand and just trying to capitalize financially, creatively, everything. I, I'm, I'm just trying to take it as big as possible. Yeah. I love not, it. I'm not ashamed of saying that.
0: Well, yeah. I love your candor in saying that. And very frankly, you know, I, I'm i on the ground a lot here, whether it is with the startups or the people in politics or the people that, who are creative here. And, mm. and some of the work that you're doing is a big part of that tipping point happening. Like feeling, feeling like there is a cultural event that people are excited to go to mm-hmm. and will bring their friends to is an important part of the fabric of the culture here. So, sure. so tip of the cap to you, and I, I want to make sure that people check you out. Uh, what links or digital coordinates can we point people towards?
1: Um, well, definitely. Um, me individually, um, you know, Keep Pittsburgh Dope. Uh, that's, my, that's my baby. That's my main uh, bread and butter and page. So you can find that on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Keep Pittsburgh Dope, all one word. And on Twitter, on Twitter, it's actually Keep PGH Dope. So it's a tad bit different. And then of course, uh, creatives drink uh, that I do with Cody. Let me give Cody a shout out. It's not just me. Yeah. Um, you know my partner Cody. Co-founder of Creative Drink. Yeah, Cody. Yep, Cody Baker. But uh, yeah, you can find Creative Drink, creativesdrink.com, dot com, and uh, Creatives Drink on Facebook, Creatives Drink on Instagram. But yeah, those are those are the two. Those are the two things, man.
0: Cool. Sure. Well, uh, all those links will be at goingdeeperand slash podcast, so people can find them if they're driving or at awesome. the gym or wherever but uh thank you so much again for coming on the show and i want to leave people as yeah. we do with the last question of a personal challenge for the audience
1: yeah i would i would say just like i said no there's no there's no time for excuses anymore but i would say there's no time for fear anymore there's no time to be scared or timid about your idea it's it's just not like you really just have to do it and I'm, i'm i'm just so tired of people being scared i know that sounds mean but like it's just like you have so much at your fingertips. Like everything is here for you. Like social media, the internet, everything that you have in your head. It's it's possible to do. So like, it's no time for being scared. No time to you know be scared about what what people may think or they might not take you seriously. Like we were talking about earlier. Like it's just no time to be scared anymore. So that that's that's my that's my tea.
0: Yeah, and and another big part of that is also that it's not the people who took action weren't afraid. Right, it's right. It, like, like, that feeling is still there. Exactly,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. But to not let it paralyze you. Right, it, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, of course, like, you're going to be scared. Yeah, don't get me wrong. That I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, of course you're going to be, you know, a little bit scared, but it's just don't let it stop you from doing what you want to do. So yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, Chance, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, sharing your time with us.
1: Yeah, this was fun. I I had a good time.
0: We just went deep with Chance Humphrey. Hope everyone out there has a fantastic day. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please hit that subscribe button if you've not already done so. And if you enjoyed today's conversation and want more, Head on over to pipercreative.co slash events to learn about our April 12th seminar on Instagram account building. Chance will be there. Aaron will be there. I will be there. We will have all of the vlog equipment there. It's gonna be a really good time and I hope that we can connect and stir a little bit more creativity in the city of Pittsburgh. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next time.
1: Thanks for listening. Connect with Aaron on Twitter and Instagram at AaronWatson59.